Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. Excited to bring you this episode uh, with my guys, Mike and Robbie, and a couple of special guests because we've got something important to talk about on this episode. And it is the Nike Airship. The first shoe that Michael Jordan wore in the NBA. So um, without further ado, I think we're just going to jump right into it. Uh, I'll let uh, Marvin and Kenneth introduce themselves. So Marvin, why don't you start us off and, and tell everybody who you are and uh, we'll get going in this conversation. Cool. Thanks. Uh, my name is Marvin, uh, also known as MJO23Down on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all the social networks. Uh, pretty much just cover Air Jordans. I'm a I, I self-dubbed myself the professional Air Jordan collector, I suppose. And I, I just think it's just a wild, crazy title to have. So I went with <laughs> it. And um, yeah, uh, I'm just all about Air Jordans. I've been collecting since uh, the mid-90s, started with the Concord 11s, um, went through all the eras of craziness with releases, campouts, raffles, uh, you name it. So I'm um, excited to jump on the call here or the podcast and uh, talk about the airship, one of my favorite shoes. And um, my name is Kenneth Myers, better known as Mr. Unloved Ones. Um, I go by that on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the name came from two things. First being my love of ones, of course, but um, the lesser loved pairs like Fusions, uh, the alphas, mids, lows, you name it. I, I was, I was into it. Um, of course that grew into other things as I, you know, found my way through social media and I kind of gave it a double entendre meeting, um, by coming out with the whole mental health aspect and living in that and trying to bring more light to that. I've been collecting on and off. Since I want to say 2012, 2000, not 2012, 2002, 2003, um, 2012 is where I made the shift to just sticking with Jordan 1s as a promise to my wife as to not spend as much money as I used to back in the day. Um, and yeah, I haven't worn another shoe besides the airship since 2012. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, 
I mean, hopefully Mike's wife isn't listening to this episode so he doesn't get that restriction put on. I know he'd be a little disappointed, but Shh, don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's awesome to have you guys on. Um, you know, we we kind of been doing this uh, this format called we're, we're just calling it history lessons and where we're just going a little bit deeper on specific models and uh you know both of you guys have obviously like uh, a passion for for this particular model and and you know the story around like the 85 86 yeah. jordan can I, era can I say so. something before we go any further yep uh, yeah it's an honor to be even included in this conversation with a lot of you um Marvin, of course, Nick, of course, Robbie, Mike, um, all of y'all are very, very, very knowledgeable on everything. And I'm a sponge. I love to soak up things and, 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 and help, you know, put it back out there, digestible like. But this is an honor. I just wanted to let all you guys know that before we go any further. Thank you for including me. Of course, man. Well, th well thank you. Appreciate that for sure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks, man. With sneaker history in general, like, you know, Robbie and Mike know because we've been doing this for a while and, and Marvin knows because we've known each other for a long time. But like I. I look at the sneaker community, culture, whatever you want to call it, and, you know, there's so much negativity out there and it's so easy to get caught up in that. And I see kind of what is missing from my experience, you know, and I think a lot of us probably can can remember this, but like. There was a lot of there's a lot more community driven events. There was a lot more connecting, you know, without the the kind of like crazy flaunting on Instagram and stuff that exists today. And, I, you know, there's nothing against that. Like everybody gets excited when they get shoes. And that's something that I love to see. But we wanted to to kind of use sneaker history to, you know, reach out to people within the community like you guys. And also, you know, bring you apart in and to become a part of the stories that we're trying to tell and, um, you know, educate like the next generation with. So, um, you know, it's it's an honor to have both of you guys on, especially where we feel like, you know. Not going to not not trying to knock Robbie too much, but, you know, he's got a he's got a passion for Jordan one highs, specifically the OG format. So um, this is kind of one of those places where I think like it's cool to have like the different perspectives and the different stories that we're probably all going to get into in the next hour or so. So that said, I think like Mike or Robbie, you want to kind of start us off and uh, you know, just kind of touch on, you know, the fact that we obviously did the Jordan one history lesson a few weeks back and, you know, we're kind of uh, taking a step back to revisit it since we're seeing this retro come in in the next, uh, I guess in early next year. Yeah, I mean, Jordan 1 is always a huge topic of converse, conversation. Uh, I have to say, I think it's surpassed the popularity of even Jordan 11 as a daily wear sneaker. Like everywhere you look, social media, just in everyday life, you'll see a pair of Jordan 1s, whether it is a OG high, you know, mid top, you have the lows, you have, you know, like going back to like the you know, fat lows, you just see all the different iterations of the Jordan one just in everyday life. And it's one of those sneakers that has become super accessible, no matter, you know, may not be the OG construction all the time, but that sneaker is so accessible. It's been a part of like sneaker culture and just, 
you know, even fashion culture for so long now. And it seems to in the past few years, it just ramped up to a fever pitch lately. And I mean, it's definitely a great topic and it's great to show the people who are maybe just getting into sneakers or, you know, been into sneakers, but not into the backstory, just to give them that, that background and, and to just give them, you know, the, the story behind it, where it came from, why it's so important. And it is great to be able to do it, especially sit down with you guys uh, who, are, who are definitely, you know, Jordan one connoisseurs and just historians. So it's great to be able to revisit again and, and be able to get some, some more depth to it. All right. So I was watching Avengers Endgame for, I think, the 15th time. <laughs> and Ant-Man calls it a time heist when they go back and get the infinity going. <laughs> but hear me out. Nike has done the ultimate memory heist with the airship <laughs> and the Air Jordan 1, meaning that they've made the Air Jordan 1 band for so long. The shoe that started it all, when really they kind of stole that and kind of really pushed the way the fact that the airship was really first. So they kind of like took the memory of it and Avengers, you know, messed up time. I feel like they just like, okay, this is what we're going to go with. And I feel like it wasn't until about six years ago where they started finally saying, all right, the airship was not the one before the one, because that's the tagline for the Air Max Zero, but like the one to have started it. Like they actually started opening up about it. I said, I have a theory too. Um, it, 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 of course, it's going to start back with Marv. Um, but even as recently as Dex and Carmelo putting out that documentary on the shoe, I don't think they could deny it anymore. So I think I think I think it like it, it helped push everything that Marv was trying to push these few years over the top when they released that documentary last year. That's a really good point. I don't think. Actually, just watched it. It's, it's a fantastically done documentary. I, I hadn't seen it, but I just recently subscribed to Hulu and it's on there. And it's, if you haven't seen it yet, I think you should give it a watch. It's a solid, you know, it's a solid two hour watch, but it's very entertaining and. A lot of things I had no idea about till I till I got into it. Yeah, I, I agree. We'll we'll put a link to the to to that in the in the description. Um, and it, it is really interesting how much energy has kind of swelled up around it. And you know, I, I I think you know Marvin, you could probably speak to this. Like honestly, like you kind of single handedly. I mean, I don't want to say single handedly because there's uh, I don't know a couple dozen of like the real old heads that have been like kind of begging for this, but you really pushed it for quite some time. And I think not only in just like speaking about it and telling that story on, you know, Instagram and YouTube and Twitter, but going and, and making basically your own pair. Um, maybe, maybe talk about that. Cause that experience to me is, is like amazing. It's just like so awesome that you actually were able to do that. Yeah, I, I probably have to start from the beginning to like how this whole discussion started. So let me start from the back. So uh, 1984 is when the shoe that Michael Jordan was wearing debuted. To my knowledge, the airship was created off a court shoe called the Pro Circuit. And it's actually a tennis shoe. So the sole that Jordan is wearing in the preseason of 1984 
was put together with another upper, obviously called the airship. So he was wearing that for, they played about seven games in the preseason. And on the sixth game, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he wore the black and red version of the airship uh, for six out of the seven games. So on the sixth game, it happened to be against the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Um, I believe it was like, a, I don't know if it was a televised game or whatnot. Pretty sure it would be because Madison Square Garden, New York is huge. And uh, my theory is that David Stern or uh, Rod Thorne at the time, who was, I believe, one of the, uh, one of the uh, uh, right-hand men of uh, David Stern, uh, you know, they saw the airship and said, you know, this is, this, this doesn't conform to uniform, uniform, uh, uniformity of uniform rules where predominantly you had to wear white beige shoes. So it had a lot of black in it with the red. And then funny enough is, you know, later on in the course of the season, of course, Jordan went to the David Letterman show and David Letterman, Letterman busted out the Air Jordan one and just explained to Jordan, like, why was this shoe banned? And, uh, you know, Jordan famously said, because there's not enough white knit. So Letterman just threw the shoe back and, you know, unveiled the uh, Chicago colorway. But anyways, uh, so October 18 was, you know, the significance of the ban. And that's that's what's come about of it. October 18 has always been a um, significant date in band, quote unquote, history. So. After that sixth game of the preseason, Jordan had to switch into a white base shoe, as which we see with the white red, which obviously Kenneth has spoiled for everyone, and he's not sharing the, his uh, his uh, his post with me. I got something very special for you, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, well, you know, save that in the bank. You know, <laughs> and uh, but anyways, back to the story is that Jordan was wearing the white and red uh, airship and uh, he would flip flop. I, I, no, I'm sorry. He would he would actually debut the Jordan one sometime in November. I believe it was against the Sixers. I, I can't remember the date off, off memory, but um, then he uh, wore the Jordan one the Chicago colorway exclusively for the rest of the year. Um, actually. No, it's funny because his rookie season, he would actually wear different shoes. So the white red pair that's in the pack with the airship that's rumored to be releasing next year um, was included. So I think just telling the story of the airship uh, after all these years, it started in 2012 just with a simple like forum post on Soul Collector was just like, hey, the, can anybody figure out? whether or not Jordan actually wore the black and red Air Jordan one in an NBA game, and nobody could ever give me a response. They would always refer back to the slam dunk competition of 1985 during February of 85. And, you know, that's when Jordan was pretty much finessing, like, all the gear, uh, his warm-ups, the gold chains, everything. And I think it was just, this was just all a buildup to, to sell the Jordan one in all its glory, you know what I mean? So it, it would have been cool to see Nike go with just the airship and just having to continue to tell the story, but they reversed it and said, well, this shoe was banned by the NBA. So I think 
marketing geniuses over there is just, it's a phenomenal story. Now, I don't know if they're going to, if they're going to continue on with telling the band story or how they're going to flip it because the airship's coming out. But it seems like they're kind of mute on that point. But I have some ideas on how they can flip the script and uh, maybe tell us, tell a story about how the band wasn't a band. You know what I yeah. mean? So, I mean, just, just in a nutshell, I guess that's, that's the whole thing. And I've been telling this story off and on, man, for since 2012. So we're talking about seven years. And then they finally acknowledged it on the 30th anniversary through a tweet, <laughs> which I went nuts over because it was the first time that Jordan Brand had ever acknowledged the airship in a tweet. And it's just a simple tweet. Uh, man, I wish I had it in front I've of me. I've seen it the first time. It's just simply the other uh, day. Jordan. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's just simply Jordan suspended in air and he's wearing the airships and you know, right there and there, blow right in your face. So it's so dope that, you know, they've, they've actually made a pack to commemorate the, the shoe before the one. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. It's, it's kind of crazy too. So, you know, going back probably that same 2012 era, um, I was, you know, running like the complex sneaker stuff. I had moved to New York to be a part, part of that and work with Russ Bankston. And, you know, he he's kind of always been the guy that I've looked up to that got to write about sneakers. And, you know, the the writing side of sneakers has changed a lot over the years. But one of the projects that I worked on there and it's still, um, you know, kind of nobody's ever taken it on uh, is we tried to document every game, every shoe that MJ wore. And we probably got through about 85% of his career. But, you know, at the end of the day, that first year is very, that first year in that first preseason is very gray, right? You, you know, there's not a lot. Um, we actually, we attempted to work with the NBA archives because they, in theory, should have, you know, photos, footage, all of that stuff from, you know, 84 through 86. And we just were, were never able to, to kind of align. Um, and I, I hope that, you know, if, if somebody out there is able to do that or somebody takes on that project that, you know, they, they share it with people because that's something that I think all of us that have been obsessed over Jordans for the past, however many years would love to just like, I mean, I, I could see myself literally spending an entire weekend digging through that, looking at it and like, you know, going through the nostalgia and the memories of, of what I remember versus what I've kind of, uh, you know, told myself <laughs> as, as I get further away from those moments. Right. But, um, one of the things I, I wanted to, to kind of ask you, Marvin, in, in relation to that, like how, you know, like you obviously posted just today, right? Like you, you kind of did the, uh, I don't know what you call the, that particular version, but like the recovery Jordan, right? Um, right. How did the original, I forget the, is it Minute Maid? I forget his, his screen name, but, um, Minute Maid Poppy. Minute Maid Poppy. That's right. 
is an so how did that come about (laughs) yeah it is it's so good how did that project come about like recreating the airship and like what what shoes did you guys end up using to do that so ray henderson also known as minimate poppy on instagram reached out to me sometime at the beginning of the year he didn't know who i was you know what i was about or anything didn't even know i had a campaign uh or petition or whatever to bring back the nike airship um he is a recon artist so he works with luxury goods uh makes his own shoes he's based out of milwaukee um cool guy uh i talked to him several times and just uh you know out of the blue just messaged me on instagram and was just like yo i have something to show you and i'm like well here's another guy that wants to show me something and you know it's probably gonna waste my time and whatnot okay well you know the nice guy be you know that i am i i listen to everyone so open up the direct message and i'm like hey what's up my name is ray he says um i got something to show you i'm like okay what's up so he starts sharing me like photos and stuff like that so uh, i guess he got inspiration from some other account on on instagram and he was like man there's nobody that's making the shoe and it's a part of sneaker history that has never like really been talked about or brought to fruition. So I want to make a physical product and I've never seen it over the, over the years that anybody has ever recreated something just out of, you know, referencing pictures or video. And he just created this thing. And then maybe like he, he would, he would share with me like certain, uh, project, like little projects he was working on or, um, like stitch work or whatnot. He, he, does, he has his own machine and embroidery machine and all that stuff. So finally, uh, he asked for my address and I don't know how he knew my size. I guess we were the same size, but he had a size 10 and this shoe pops up and it's a black and red shoe and it's total custom made, hand sewn, all built. He used an Air Jordan 1 outsole, a black outsole, and it's an it's a it's a recreation of Michael Jordan's band the shoe, and I'm like, what the heck? And I just I put the shoe down and I just stare at it and I'm looking at it from a distance, and I'm like, there is no way somebody just went ahead and sent me a pair, a physical pair of a, of a shoe that looks just like the airship. It's it's not the it, it's not the the exact one that Jordan wore, because obviously, like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, Jordan wore a different shoe, uh, court court shoe, um, as far as the outsole tooling is concerned. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, my gosh, he did it. And so I just, over, over the course of the next few months, we just kept in contact. And then he sent me like another version two, a version three. And I'm like, this is getting better and better. And then I started posting it on, on Instagram and, you know, I was tagging like, you know, Jordan accounts and or Jordan's account and, and, and other people that were actually really interested in the shoe and everyone's just giving props. And, you know, we, we decided we wanted to like really bring the shoe up and give it more energy so that possibly, maybe possibly Jordan brand would pay attention and actually recreate the shoe. And so here it is. We get, pictures from Fujiwara and this pack and then Kenneth shares pictures and then other people that I follow are, are getting packs. And I'm like, 
wow, this is really, really happening. And it's so awesome to like really see that, you know, and I started petition in 2016 with over 1800 signatures now. And I just did it just for fun. Just to say, hey, you know, Jordan Brand, maybe, maybe or not, they're going to pay attention and maybe, maybe they'll, they'll try and create it. Who knows? And then it happened. And I'm like, my gosh, the, the internet is wild and people listen. So, I mean, for all the people out there that really, and I think you pointed out earlier too, is that how people complain about little things here and there or whatever. I mean, like the way that I do it, it's, it's not nitpicking, but you know, there's, there's certain things, but it, it'll slide. But like with, this particular shoe and this, you know, the, the, the Jordan one that's packed with it, it's, it's unbelievable. So Jordan brand has eyes and ears everywhere. <laughs> so it, it's crazy. Definitely crazy. Well, before I want to ask Kenneth, like about, about the pack, but before we get into that, I want to make sure that we touch on kind of, you know, the original airship is, is very much like that basic 80s basketball shoe from nike right and i think what's as far as i can remember they essentially kept with the basic colorways right there was an all white a white red the white gray or white silver whatever they ended up calling it um and then obviously the black and red and i think there i think i remember seeing a white navy at some point um there was there was an actual general release and then was there anything else that you guys can recall colorways of that original shoe that, that, you know, comes to mind? Um, so, well, for me, a couple, couple days ago, I posted an East Bay catalog containing all of the colorways of the airship. So there's definitely a difference between the retail version of the airship versus what Mike wore on court. So what Mike wore on court was pretty much an Air Jordan 1 tooling, whereas the retail version that went out to the general public had a different sole on it. It has like a little little hump towards the uh, the back heel where it says Nike and everything. Um, so that's a different shoe altogether. It's, it's, it's got three lace holes on it. It's a true high. Um, three, three lace holes, meaning up top, it's three lace holes versus... What Jordan would wear is more of like a mid cut where it's two lace holes. And so the version that, uh, Jordan brand had recreated was something that was, uh, I, I believe they, they took the, uh, the, the airship that was given to the ball boy, uh, from, uh, SCP auctions that Shuseum actually, uh, did an interview with the ball boy. I forget his name, but, uh, they modeled the pack shoe after that shoe. So I get a lot of questions about, well, the, the air Jordan or the, the airship shoe is wrong. But I think what people don't realize is that the retail version of the shoe is different from the PE, the player edition side of what Jordan wore. So they actually, I think they did that one more to spec or correctly, uh, which is, you know, what we're going to be getting in the pack. I guess that that leads us into the pack. Um, what, what was your first thought when that showed up for you, Kenneth? Um, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go back. I gotta go back a few days, uh, probably a month or two back. So, um, 
I don't know if this is like a secret or anything like that, but a lot of people talk to a lot of people inside these brands daily. And my, my, my involvement with a lot of things is pretty much just to dig up history on certain pairs and, and, and pretty much like relay that back to the public in, in a digestible manner. So when I do go back and actually, uh, get some of this information i've i've you know i've developed a lot of relationships so time to time somebody will send something out and i was notified that hey something's going to be coming out and i'm thinking it's going to be one of the fearless pairs so i'm like okay i'm either going to get the bloodlines or the zooms well um i get contacted like uh i want to say this is end of october going into november hey did you get your package yet and i say no and they said, hold on, let me check about everything. And I get contacted probably like a few hours later saying, hey, the package was returned. It said wrong name. I was like, but you have my name. How is it the wrong name? I didn't think nothing of it. I just, you know, kept it moving. Um, then, you know, fast forward to in towards the end of November, uh, we start hearing rumors about the Dior pair and all that other stuff. and. I don't post a lot of rumors until I get some type of concrete confirmation about stuff. So I kind of, I kind of stayed quiet. I was just more so harping on the whole Chicago aspect. And then I got a call saying, Hey, Chicago's might not be coming back out. Um, that's actually up in the air. So do what you must with that information. So I was kind of bummed out for like three or four days leading into, you know, me receiving this pack. Um, male lady comes by and it was very strange. My male lady must either be training sick or whatever. Cause she wasn't in her male clothes. She was in gray sweats. So I was like, somebody's coming to steal something off her porch. So I quickly went to the front. <laughs> and, uh, and my wife was like, no, 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 no. She, that's, that's how she comes when, you know, she's dropping off a package. I said, Oh, Okay, so open the door, grab a package. Usually when I get a size package like that, it's for my kids. So I just put it to the side. My wife was like, go ahead and open it now because the kids are excited. I'm like, okay. So I open it and it's just the box. <laughs> so my kid's face dropped, but my face lit up. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I, I mean, like all that day I was, I was a little bummed. I was throwing hints, but I didn't say anything and I'm still not like completely saying Chicago's are not coming back next year because I don't know. They have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of stuff planned. But when I seen that, I was just like, I only seen one other person with this right now. And that, and that was, uh, Dylan. And before, before him, it was, it was, uh, Fujiwara. So I was like, why me? Wait a minute. I'm not even a vintage collector. So I kind of was taken aback before, like it was a lot of mixed emotions before I even opened a package because again, Marvin is one of those guys, um, OG or bust, um, Scott runs. Like I can name off all of the vintage collectors because I visit these pages. I, I pull a lot of content from these guys' pages to, to, you know, say a lot of things on my page. And these guys are the ones that really deserve something like this because they put in the time and effort to really not only uphold what these pieces mean, but really tell the story of each piece and why it's important. 
So again, I had a lot of mixed emotions. So when I actually opened the the the, the box up, I, I damn near teared up. That's awesome, man. <laughs> I, I you made it. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's well deserved, man. I mean, you the 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 energy and and hard work that you put into your page is great. So, I mean, don't look at it like that. I would just look at it, yo, I mean, people are listening, people are watching and you're doing great things. So keep it up. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. It it means a lot. It does. And I say that a lot and I don't want to come off as disingenuous because it's, it's been repeated, but it's the way I feel. Um, I only tell the stories of pairs that have been released with, you know, within the past, what, 18, 19 years. I haven't, I haven't gone back further because I was younger. I wasn't, um, like my, my dealings with pairs in the past wasn't as like thorough as a lot of the vintage collectors. Like my favorite pair is the Chicago's and you know how a lot of people say the 94 Chicago's, 94 Chicago's. I didn't get a pair of Chicago's until 95 going into 96. And I don't remember how much it cost or anything like that. All I remember was my three pairs of Jordans were the um, 10s, the uh, Chicago ones, and the the uh, Raptor 7s. Those were my, my, my favorite three pairs at the time of being a kid that I had that I just ran into the ground. So like when you fast forward, like actual memories of me, like wanting to go to the store and get something, it, it starts in two in, in the two thousands. And I, I don't even count the J- J- Japan packs because I wasn't like, I wasn't gun hole for the Japan packs or the breads or Royals at that time. I was, I was into that, that patent leather pack that came out a few years later and, and all the pairs after that, like, I was into, um, cause I don't even want to say I was a, a, a super Jordan head in the early 2000s. I was more so in the Nikes, the flight posits and, and, you know, just collecting the city pack of dunks, looking for the fear of doom from the LeBron. Like, like this, this is, 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 is different when you're a, a child and growing up in the 2000s and growing up in the nineties. I, I think a lot of people who grew up in the nineties were, Super blessed, super lucky to have the first and not the retros. To tell the story of why this is important and because they grew up in it, they, they, they understand, hey, this is what it was like. It's like getting, it's like, um, here's the perfect analogy. And, you know, I'll thank my wife for this one. It's like looking at new school textbooks and still owning that old textbook from your middle school because you never turned it in when you left the last day of school. You can see the difference. You can feel the difference, the the the, the hardcover versus what our children are getting now. Like you just know, and that's how we can compare these retros. Like you can see the difference between what we're getting now and what we got back in the day. Yeah. Um, so, Kenneth, thanks for all that, man. That was a great story. I guess multiple parts of that story. But, um, you know, you kind of went into what Jordan 1's kind of you were into when you started off. Marvin, what's the Jordan colorway of the one 
that that kind of got you started with it that got you kind of on the on the one ship wow um i can remember back in the 90s when a store like athlete's foot was going out of business and they had from floor to ceiling all of the 94 and 95 boxes just lined up for like 34 30 35 bucks and I, I'm kicking myself even today that I did not pick up at least one of those. But I lived in an era, or I'm pretty sure all you guys can relate to, is that when it was time for school, mom only said you can only get one pair of shoes for the rest of the year and they'd have to last you. So at that time, I was into Jordan, but I wasn't like totally immersing myself into Air Jordans. So, anyways, I would say that as far as the Jordan One's concerned, I love the Chicago colorway because the the white, the red, and the contrasting black to it, I just think is a great appeal. That's super funny because I you said that like you wish you would have gotten those pairs. I distinctly remember seeing the band Breads with the X on the back at the outlet and not buying them no way that's a playing yourself moment because i didn't i mean like i thought they were cool but like i didn't have money like that i was looking for like a dry fit shirt <laughs> i don't know what i was thinking i should have like i should have done anything i could have but i remember distinctly seeing it and being like no nah, i'm good and keeping on walking <laughs> and then like six months later it's like oh that's like a thousand dollars i left on the table that sucked. It, it's um, so insane how that skyrocketed in price out of nowhere but yeah it's it's super interesting how we're not getting a Chicago or bread colorway of the one with the airship. I mean, I believe I'm asking this redundantly, but isn't that off of a PE of the one MJ had back that rookie year? Is that right? Yeah, okay. that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would And he only wore oh, go ahead, Mark. Oh, no, I'm just going to say that he only wore it maybe for like a handful of games, you know, and it wasn't like consistently. So it, it is it is pretty crazy how we're not getting to Chicago in that pack. It would have it would have made sense. But, you know, nonetheless, I'm I'm pretty sure like, you know, that's just an introduction to what we're going to eventually be getting for for the rest of 2020, even beyond. So we'll oh. see. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to get into. Like, so this is the first of many packs. That much I can say. I don't know which ones are coming, when they're coming, or how they're coming. It's just the first of many packs. A lot of stuff is going to be sold separately. A lot of stuff is going to be sold in packs. And yeah, that, that much I do know. And the only reason I do know that is because I was checking on the prices. And once we got the prices down, it was like, damn. So we're <laughs> three fifty X one ninety for new beginnings, one seventy for OG retros, and one sixty for retro highs. So what's the break that down for me, Kenneth? I saw your post and I was trying to figure out. So there's gonna be three tiers of Jordan One now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Versus the two tiers that we had, they added another tier. The new tier is the new beginnings. 
And I don't know if the airships are going to um, be called uh, retro highs, 85s, or how, I don't know how the description is going. Cause even like, even we're looking at the description on, on, on what we have here in the pack, it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit confusing trying to match it up with a lot of the, the, the style codes that some of these companies have sent up. But anyway, long story yeah. short. So we had the retro highs, which were, you know, Jumpman highs with the Jumpman on the tongue. And then we had OG highs, which are, you know, the remasters that we've had since uh, December uh, 2014 with, with the, the Fragment release. Um, those originally were 160 and now they're going up to 170 and the tier below that, which were 140, is getting a $20 increase and going up to 150. So is the, uh, I mean, I don't know how much detail you can give right now, but how is the, uh, I guess the, the, the quality of the construction of the, the pack you got, is the level a little bit better since we're getting a, a price hike? Is anything that you can see physically changed besides the, the, the shape? Um, yeah, uh, fit fit is a, a a hell of a lot better. We have a thicker insole, and I'm sure as soon as Marv gets, he can, he can tell us whether it's a um, React insole or just a, a thicker cushioning insole. Um, Kenneth, just send me your pack. I'll do it real quick, and then uh, I'll decide whether I want to send it back or not. Hey, we we can do a swap. All you gotta do is uh, send me the gym reds and the shattered backboards. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll see. We'll work something out maybe after the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, for like uh, um, from what I've seen, uh, certain things that have changed. Uh, the tongue is is a little slimmer from what we've gotten. The the collars are a little slimmer. Also, from what we gotten, it's a, a little less padding, but because the insole is is a lot thicker, you don't feel that change. Um, as far as like the leather, when I first felt it, it it, it feels like I want to go with the 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 bands from two thousand eleven, like just just and and feel. Um, some people is gonna say, oh, it 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 looks plastic. But the leather breaks and feels great on foot. Like in hand, I get what you know people might say, but on foot, it feels great. It feels amazing. I wore the. I've been wearing these minus uh, yesterday wearing the airship all day. I've been wearing these since I got them, and usually I can wear a pair of ones for like two or three hours, and then I'm you know, hey, I gotta take these off depending on what pair it is. I, I didn't. I didn't have that issue with these. I walked around Walmart for several <laughs> hours with no complaint. Okay, that's good to hear. Some better insoles. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> and as far as like the airships, I, I that that that's a that they wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same thing I said when I got mine too. I mean, I'm not talking about the pack. I'm talking about the custom that was made for me. So right. I, I was impressed just 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 with how it felt and how it feels on foot. I I I got the same reaction on foot, and I got stopped by by an older gentleman, and he was like, "Are those new?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Those are coming back out." I said, "Yeah." He's like, "Where?" That's <laughs> awesome. 
Um, I wanted to ask because, I, and Marvin, you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think that it was the airship that Jordan wore, uh, the black and red pair, right? Didn't he wear with like two laces or something? Like there was black and red laces. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, I don't think he actually did that in game. Okay. I'm not sure the, the specific reason as to why he did that. But yeah, those are definitely pictures that we've seen him like stretching. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in practice or whatnot. And it's it's pretty crazy. Maybe Kenneth can even mess around with that at some point and do a double yeah. lace in there. But it does remind you of like what Sakai's are, aren't they? It's like crazy. Yeah. So it's yeah. So did it's pretty cool in a sense. I, I agree. I agree. Kenneth, did did this pack come with extra laces at all, or is it just pretty standard? Um so I'll tell you exactly how the pack came. Um, I, I'm, I'll let the cat out the bag. I am going to do a video on these, but I'm not putting it on YouTube. I'm going to put it on IG, IGTV. Okay, cool. So um, each each pair comes with its own card. Of course, the Jordan ones come with the, the retro hang tag card, but the airship also has like a little pamphlet owner's manual that it comes with. And um reads like uh where's that okay here it goes it reads nike airship pe a unique a unique cushion system that has been built into the nike airship pe that brings to the basketball court lightweight and shock absorbency usually found in the best running shoes um i'm not going to read the whole thing because it's like a couple <laughs> of pages long <laughs> yeah yeah um on the insoles it had uh two stickers that um both read Jordan brand rubber ENT code limited. It tells you the model, the code, the patent, the last, the mold, the size, color, date, and remark. Um, both of them do come with extra laces. The airships come with red laces, and the the PE Jordan ones come with white laces because they're already laced with red laces. I switched mine out for black laces because I seen that picture a few days. Um, <laughs> and that was like the first thing in mind. As soon as I seen that picture, I was like, I gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, and I posted yeah. it this morning. Um, but yeah, I took the um because I don't typically wear the laces that the extra laces that come with any of my Jordans. Um, if there's any memorabilia, it goes with those laces. And what I did with the stickers, instead of putting it on the box or anything, I put it on those lace bags, which I also took pictures of. Marv, I'm probably going to send you a thousand pictures soon, so <laughs> be prepared to have another DM. You know what? We'll, we'll, maybe we can set up a Dropbox or something like that. Yeah. There you go. That works too. Oh, one more thing. They don't have shoe trees. They kind of stuffed them with paper hmm. instead. I don't know if they did that back in the day or anything like that. I'm, I'm not clear on that, but yeah, they stuffed it with paper. Interesting. Question. I would like to say, though, in, in order to in order to sell the airship, because if you did it as a standalone, I don't think you would get the credit that it deserves. I agree. So it needed to be it needed to be paired with the Jordan one to tell the entire story. So I'm glad that they're introducing it in a pack with the Jordan one so that later on we'll get more flavors of, specific, you know, different colorways, hopefully the band shoe uh, in all its glory. And, uh, you know, just rein reintroducing the shoe to a new wave of, of kids and people that will appreciate history. Um, 
and, and all the like. So, you know, this was, this is, I, I gotta say, definitely it's, it's, it's one of the greatest things that have ever happened as far as like sneaker releases and have, have come, uh, and, and me as a collector, like just, just loving it. So I'm soaking it in. Yeah. Do you guys think with this pack releasing with the particular colorway they chose, do you think this was more of a temperature check for the, uh, for the consumer to see if they're going to keep going with it before they start doing these other packs? I know, Ken, you mentioned there's some, you know, some other packs coming out, you know, no solid details on them yet, but it's, you know, I mean, you can see it's more likely it's going to happen, you know, at, at some point, but you think this is more of just like, mm-hmm. Hey, if we could sell these, we can start pushing some more of these colorways and get the, you know, the band colorway out there. So, so far and so forth that way. So I want to say it was probably like two years ago. I had posted a picture of MJ with the white and reds on. I'm not sure if it was the white and red airship or the white and red PE, but I had posted it saying, we need this shoe back. We need this Jordan. No, matter of fact, it wasn't a Jordan. He was wearing the airships. It, it, and I don't, I think it was an in game. And I said, we need this shoe back. I, I've never seen this Jordan before. And M, Marv said that wasn't a Jordan. That, that's why you've never seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only remembering this now. I, I'm looking for the post right now. I'm probably never going to find it because I've posted thousands of pics. But, um, just thinking about that, yes, this this was the ultimate temperature check to 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 do a PE pack. Just think about that in, in terms of what PEs are and the fact that we don't get PEs. Yeah, you, you guys remember a few years ago when we got the Jordan one point five? Yep, Bobby's favorite shoe. Right. So I, yeah, I think. well i think that was more of a temperature check as well because we've only got what two colorways of that that specific shoe where they could have continued on to do more but i don't think people were really feeling it so you got the the jordan two sole on an air jordan one upper and i think people just you know with as iconic as the air jordan one is you can't change or rewrite history in other people's minds so they see the Jordan one as the ultimate classic and that's, that's the shoe that's going to sell. So I think with the 1.5, it had potential, even the KOs uh, had potential, but just those things just didn't sell. And I think the Jordan brand realized that. And that's, that's why a lot of people are, are, I, that, that's why I take a, a lot of people's responses with a grain of salt nowadays, because just like you said, you can't rewrite, history in people's minds and a lot of people are they don't want to see the change they would rather you know the the nostalgia come back which is why i i feel a lot are upset with the pack for now because they 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 get it but they don't care they would still rather chicago's be the first to come back but I look at it like this. If we're going to go back to the beginning, let's go back to the beginning. I, I agree. Yeah. I would have rather, I mean, and in all honesty, I would have rather them do the black toe and go from there, then hit us with the PE, then the Chicago, uh, the neutral grays, and so forth and so forth. And if you want to continue to do it in packs, do it with packs. So release the airship, the white and gray airship with the neutral grays. Release the white and black airships with the white and blacks. Uh, 
then give us the bands on either the anniversary or a special date towards, you know, the holiday season. Like that's how I would I would I would, you know, October eighteenth. How I would do it. Right. And then and then, you know, you know, cap the year off and do what you want to do with your elevens, but uh <laughs> curtain call curtain call for the elevens and give us another retro for the well, get, get up here uh, and send them here if you don't want them, all right? I'm I'm just <laughs> <laughs> It, it is interesting, though, because, you know, it's a it's a really challenging thing. Like my experience, you know, working for retailers over the years, um, you know, and I think we we all kind of understand this. But I think there's a lot of people that that don't really pay enough attention to understand all the nuances about bringing a shoe like this back or like bringing the P.E. back um, because, you know, they look at a lot of the shoes like the 1.5 or like the KOs and they just see that it, that it didn't sell well. And, you know, from a, from a brand perspective, you know, Nike still makes money off of any shoe that they sell on the hash wall, right? Like they're not losing money on any of that stuff. And there's this kind of fine balance that they've got to figure out. And, you know, like your story about, you know, the older gentleman, asking about them like that's that's perfect right like that's like that's like that one customer that is not going to necessarily buy the pack more than likely but now that he's seen yeah. that perception and children is what matters the yeah, most yeah and and so they've got to kind of cater to like this wide-ranging audience of people that you know some people are just about you know, the, the hype and the resale aspect of it. And that's an important piece of this, you know, kind of day and age of sneakers. Right. But then there's also this like crazy nostalgia piece with some of these where, you know, like uh, uh, Marvin and I were talking about this with his, you know, Jordan 11 video. I'm like, I, I just love seeing the comparison throughout the years. You know, like I have my original 11s. I, you know, haven't really had any sense those originals in 95, 96 or whatever. And you know, to be able to kind of relive those memories throughout the years, even because don't get me wrong, like the original is super important to me. I was the nerd that was wearing them to to high school prom and kids were making fun of me like, what the hell, you, you know, but like that's a part of the story for me. But it's also I love seeing the differentiation throughout the years, you know, and I love being able to kind of like compare and contrast where the brand has been, where the story has been. And I just kind of love the whole the whole thing in its entirety. And I think it's really cool to hear, you know, both your guys' perspective on this, but then also your experience, Kenneth, with, with having somebody recognize right away. Like and that and that speaks volumes to the kind of challenge that exists for, you know, Jordan Brand and Nike to to make these things happen, in my opinion. Yeah. Nick, I, I think that's the important aspect of it too, is that while we all as consumers and uh, people that enjoy the hobby, like I don't think enough people understand the challenge that comes from the brand's perspective. So having to find the right materials to use on a particular shoe and also having it to make sense and, you know, for them to make profits at the same time, have the people happy with the product. I think them trying to find a balance to appease the consumer and also make their money 
it's it, it's a real tough challenge and i think a lot of people don't understand that so i mean when whenever I, like even now like i i think about whenever i do my reviews is like well what was the brand thinking at this time or like why did they use this leather instead of that leather okay well maybe they were trying to save pennies on this but then you know what they brought back the shape you know and i'm i'm talking i'm generalizing over a part any other whatever shoe but you know they brought back the shape of that that shoe so you know it's it it'll pass in my book and i don't mind that like especially what you brought up about the different comparisons between you know over the years if it's subtle and it's and it's fine and it's something that you can you know you you've you busted through a pair that you picked up in 2012 and you pick up the 2019 and you don't feel bad bashing it through because 2012 was it bring on 2019 better quality uh you know better material something closer to the original hey good in my book yeah i i feel i feel the same way i think that there's a real um you know honestly like for me as long as as long as it's not just ridiculously uncomfortable or bad if i'm gonna wear the shoe you know like if I'm in a place to do the, you know, one to rock, one to stock kind of thing, like I'd love to be able to do that. But at the end of the day, like most of the time when I get specifically Jordans or like retro Nike product, I'm so excited to just get it still that I'm putting it on foot and I'm wearing it around. So for me, the the, the real small details kind of go away because once I get it on foot, as long as it's like, like, you know, not stiff as a board and like making my foot hurt. I'm just going to wear it and you're not, you're, you're really going to like, those things are going to go away because it's going to get creased up a little bit and it's going to get dirty. And like, that's just kind of a part of enjoying it for me. But, um, one thing I, I wanted to kind of like touch on before we, um, wrap up, I don't know if, you know, I was trying to think back, you know, when throughout the years, maybe we've seen the, the the things that we've mentioned already but also if there was any moments that you guys could recall um where the airship kind of popped up in the sneaker culture or in the blogs and whatnot um for me like i you know i i looked up while while we were discussing that tweet which i'll link to in the description of the podcast um was actually 2014 which it doesn't seem like that long ago to me i thought it was just a few years ago but that's like full on five years back right um and then the only other time i can really remember was like like you mentioned the ball boy story and then i'm i'm pretty sure that was kind of along the same lines maybe i want to say like 2016 or so maybe 2017 where was that shoe auctioned off? I, f- I think there was one shoe that was like auctioned off, like a, a game worn shoe that was ended up going for around $75,000. I think if my memory serves me, is there any other moments that you guys can remember? Um, you know, whether it be, you know, the auction world or any other just news type things along the way for the airship that kind of bubbled up again. Um, I'll go with like just seeing Shuzium, uh talk about it or bring it up during any of his uh, YouTube videos back when he was uh, still doing a lot of the stuff, unveiling stuff that he had in his archive. But um, outside of that, if it wasn't Marvin or, or anybody from 
any any of the vintage collectors, I I didn't see any. Yeah, I personally, I over over the years just really covering the sneaker. Uh, I mean, there would be like you said a tweet from Jordan Brand in 2014, which happened to be the 30th anniversary of the shoe, which I thought at that point maybe jump started the conversation on the Jordan Brand side that hey maybe this might be uh within the realm of possibility that we can recreate this shoe. So I mean just just other than that and then the petition that I started in 2016 and yeah, I mean just here and there just you know just popping in and and talking about the airship kind of just reminding people that hey this shoe did exist and it is a part of our sneaker history. So them really again just reintroducing the shoe and acknowledging that jordan actually wore the shoe is is a great story now how they continue to tell a band story i'm not sure so that's that <laughs> yeah i mean i think it'll be fun to to see how they do it right and you know i think a lot of us are um i guess it, it, excited that they're kind of acknowledging the airship and you know, at least for me, it makes it almost impossible to not go back and retell that story and and kind of get it. Even if they do it in a vague way, they've got to they kind of got to go back and acknowledge the the tr the true story that that we've all kind of dug up through over throughout the years, right? Um, but uh, one thing not airship related that I wanted to ask you about, Marvin, just because you posted. Um, I think I think today or yesterday you posted. Yeah, it must have been today because it was it was uh, the new like um, kind of rehab shoe that you posted. Right. I was going to ask about the jersey that you posted because the jersey that you posted is, is like the strip Chicago, <laughs> right? It is wrong. Okay, okay. So I was going. I saw it and I was like, wait, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. So can you clarify the difference between the jersey you posted and? The the one thing and the only reason I can even tell the difference, because I'm not I love basketball jerseys, but I'm not a collector like that. But I remember the um, the pictures that I s saw of Jordan in his early years have that weird arrow on the C of the Chicago jersey. You know what I'm talking about? It's like the bottom the bottom of the C looks like an arrow on his. I don't know if it's his first year or or second year um I, well i'll see if i, I, can. I know the, so the jersey that i posted today along with these rehab air jordan ones so anytime you see a script jersey in chicago, chicago in script that is exclusive to jordan's rookie season also the the small mm. bulls where it's b-u-l-l-s on the on the chest and then the small number on the side that is the home the home jersey and then the the script jersey is the away jersey so anytime you guys see that like uh online posted know that he's always going to be rocking jordan ones or the airship oh and what's funny is that uh he did wear the jordan ones in 85 86 when he broke his foot so that's why you see this rehab shoe because i guess the jordan 2 wasn't yet ready and you know jordan at the time was thinking about leaving the brand so you know that's also probably the that's jordan 3 wasn't one it wasn't available until uh 87 88 so you know it, it's one of those things that like you you take notice of and it's uh pretty funny 
Yeah, that's really interesting. Sorry, Mike, Robbie, you guys have anything we, we should touch on or any other questions for these guys? No, man, I just, uh, I guess my one single question is something I always like to, to ask when it comes to like releases like these real, I mean, heck, deep cut releases like that, the airship, you know, we're finally getting it. Um, and I, someone mentioned it earlier about, you know, if it were released by itself, it probably would have a good chance of sitting on shelves just because not many people know about it. Now, to anybody in the room, feel free to answer. I love to hear everyone's thoughts. But do you think it's going to take a a collab from one of these, you know, popular forces out there now? Whether it be a, you know, a clot, a you know, fragment, um, you know, something for like something everyone wants to see, like you know, Travis Scott, anything like that. Do you guys think it's going to take one of those? to get this one up and running solo as opposed to being attached to Jordan one at all times. Yeah, I can answer that. So it's funny is that the, the second version of the airship that was created for me, uh, by Ray Henderson, he actually put a little bit of an off white flare to the, to the, uh, right around the vamp of the shoe, like the first three lace holes, so they're like these flaps that are kind of like have an off-white vibe where uh, you can just leave, leave them hang or you can actually lace the lace holes through. But um, I thought that was pretty interesting how we actually did that. And um, he was talking about like how uh, he, that's his own little like little spinoff uh, to kind of make the shoe hot in today's market. But I, I think how they are going to release it is you know, do do the original classics first, the white red, the black red, and then we can start getting into maybe collabs and like, <laughs> uh, you know, messing around with, you know, double swooshes or whatever. But then you start yeah. talking about like, <laughs> um, actually ripping up a classic. But I think we need to, we need to start crawling before we can walk. So just releasing the shoe just to, as an introduction to people and, and understanding the, what the airship meant in in terms of sneaker history and sneaker culture i think um that's what we need to do and establish first before we can start thinking about getting into you know let's let's yeah. off-white everything on on uh, on this particular shoe or something like that you know what i mean everything else has been around long enough where collaborations can come and go and it's kind of like okay cool somebody you know offers their own twist on it um but with this one there's it's so heavily on the nostalgia side I don't see a collaboration that makes a lot of sense with the airship unless unless you're talking about, you know, going really old school with guys like, you know, Bobito Garcia, um, maybe a maybe a DJ Clark Kent, somebody that, you know, really has a, a much. Bobito. Yeah, you know, like, I, I mean, that would be something that I would be interested in buying if Bobito did his own colorway and, and had some graffiti tied into it. Like that would be super dope to me. Um, God, this is going crazy <laughs> like even those times where you know where you heard skateboarders wearing the jordan one you know and and them starting to introduce something like what edison uh chen was doing with uh with the clot jordan one and uh you know kind of distressing it or even lance mountain uh the the jordan ones and how they rubbed away the more you wore it i mean maybe he, he got a second pair by the way those, yeah. those uh those uh desert ores are lance mountains oh yeah 
Yeah. So something to that degree where, you know, roughing it up, the more you wear it, it just, it just shows. So, but you know, you guys know that Jordan ones are, are great to rock, whether beat or new, you know, the more beat it is, the more character it portrays. So, Oh yeah. You know, my old Jordan ones are awesome. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I was, um, I was having a conversation with a friend uh, the other day and it's pretty much saying that uh, after wearing these all day, I damn near want to get rid of everything that I have post 2015. Dang. Dang. Wow. Really? I'll I'll tell you that on foot wearing it. um, Yes. I, 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 you can instantly tell the difference in wearing this versus wearing anything else. You, you're not going to want to wear, you're not going to want to wear another Jordan one. I just hear $300 flying on my bank account right now. That's crazy. That really took a lot for me to say because it's like, <laughs> I, have, I, I do have a lot of great pairs that, that, you know, feel great on foot because my whole thing is how do they wear? I don't care how they feel in hand. How do they wear? Yeah. If I can't wear them, it's it's they're they're as good as gone because can't wear them. I don't care how good they feel in hand. Don't feel good on foot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 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 uh it's now um it's now a collector's item, which is not bad because hey, respect to all the collectors because there's people out there that love collecting just for the sake of collecting. They don't care about wearing. They really just want it in the collection. Uh, literally put on my bread toes uh, after wearing these, you know, getting a couple of uh, uh, good walks in and, you know, taking my kids to the park and coming back home, putting on bread toes to run to the store. I can't do it. I, I, I was, I was like, no, this, this, I can't just go back. Like there has to be a, a, a different type of transition. <laughs> I, I took. I, I was like, I'm probably going to have to take these soles out and put them in every other Jordan one I wear from now on. Unless when you get them wow. and you you're able to dissect and, and take everything uh, out the box, take the insoles out of the shoes because they come out pretty easily. You'll see. Like I, I'm gonna send you a picture or something. You just you're you're going to be very like you're going to be blown away. Matter of fact, I'm probably going to send it to you right now in your DMs, just so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. But yeah, it it it, uh, it it really changed my perception on on uh, a lot of things that you know Marvin was saying, and and, and a lot of the uh, other vintage collectors, as far as um, the consumer deserving a bit more for their dollar, a bit more for their buck. And, you know, bringing some comfortability to a Jordan 1 was something that a lot of people have been saying since, since like 2008, 2009. All right, when y'all bring it back this time, do this. Okay, so 2012, 2013, they bring it back. People were happy they brought them back, but they felt they were a little bit uncomfortable. Can you change this? Can you change that? Okay, went back to the drawing board. December, they started over again. So 20, it's crazy. From 2012 to 2015, no, 2012 to December uh, 26 or 27th, I can't remember exactly when the fragment dropped, was an entire iteration or cycle of a product. So, like, 
two two and a half to three years was an entire iteration of a product versus what they just did with a five-year run of new product. Because even next year, I'm going to let the cat out the bag with one more thing. Even next year, uh, they're not going with this tagline. This tagline is not going to stick. It's it's something completely different. But what people were calling it is truest to OG. They're trying to bring everything back from that slope to your fours, to the hill shapes, to collar proper. Yeah, they're, 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 that's yeah. the mission going forward from from 2020 onward. That is the exact... It almost seems like they should have been doing this all along when they reintroduced or when they introduced the remastered program back in 2015. So here's a question. There was a bit of a hold-up. I, I think, I think, and I don't, and the only reason I'm saying I think because I don't want to misquote anybody or anything that has been said, it, it, it was timing. You know, shareholders and being rushed to do certain things they were pigeonholed into not making it too premium or too luxury and trying to keep it where, you know, it's good, but not overly done. You could look at those Jordan fives coming out next year. Just the pictures look drastically different than what we typically been getting. And they look truer to retro or truer to OG form than, than we've ever seen so far. So, I mean, if that's the case, they're on the right track. Yeah, it's coming. You know, we appreciate having you guys on. You know, when when Kenneth gets the video up on his Instagram, we'll obviously you know be linking to that and and looking forward to seeing it. And honestly, like I just know Marvin's got this is gonna this is gonna find its way to Marvin too, and and that that video is gonna be you know must see TV for me. So. Um, well, let me let me get my hands on a pack first. Jordan Brand, where are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and then we can talk about doing videos uh, and pictures and talking about. <laughs> actually, make that you know four more packs. I think we all need one here, right? Uh, <laughs> I want everyone to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get everybody involved. Yeah, um, but no, we really do appreciate you guys. And um, if you guys want to, you know, make sure to let everybody know where they can find you. That would be awesome. Cool. Well, you know, it's, again, it's Marvin at MJO23DAN. You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I uh, also have a website, MJO23DAN.com, which is pretty much a, uh, you know, personal journal, a personal journal where I just blog about things that I'm thinking about, whether it's, you know, on the, uh, on the publishing side and just, uh, you know, just putting my thoughts out there. But yep, that's me. At... Mr. Underscore Unloved Ones on Twitter and Instagram for all your Jordan 1 needs and a bit of positivity mixed in. I appreciate the love, fellas. Thank you for letting me be a part of this wonderful evening. I enjoyed every last moment of this. I'm going to relish in this because I got a chance to do something with MJ. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> I appreciate every one of you guys too. Uh, you know, having a, having the platform for uh, for everyone to discuss something. Nick, uh, Robbie, Mike, this is awesome. Thank you guys for, again for the consideration, and it was fun talking about the airship. Uh, one of the, my one of my favorite uh, myths when it comes to sneaker history. Oh, yeah. To the podcast religiously, so. Ooh, we appreciate that, definitely. Yeah.
Every Marv, you yeah. know I, I catch every video, so that that's that's not even a question. So. Appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kenneth. Right on, Mike, Robbie. You guys got anything else? Nah. I mean, you guys know where to find me. Uh, sneaker history, of course. Uh, Instagram, Twitter under Mad Watcher seven eight nine. Robbie, where can they find you? Where they can find that you know crazy Laker man you keep posting? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, follow my Instagram story. Every time the Lakers win, I flood the greatest meme of all oh, time. But, uh, <laughs> Does Nick's ears bleed every time you talk about the Lakers? I'm just wondering, curious. Uh, I mean, he's pretty used to it at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 68 16 or so this year. <laughs> What's up? They're saying they're going to go like 68 and 16 or something like that this year. You mean 74 oh and 8? Oh, my yeah. God. Get out of here. <laughs> if, if, if they do that, I will. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get rid of a, a, a few good pairs. I'll... Uh, you got to ask your wife True. first, I think. True indeed. True indeed. <laughs> Now, you know, I, I, uh, I come to, to love the, the, the give and take, you know, like I'm, I'm a Kings fan, you know, first and foremost, I mean, honestly, like I was a Warriors fan before that, but like, you know, I'm from Sacramento. So when the Kings came to town, you know, that was, that was like my hometown. So I, I kind of had to, had to go with that, but it's, it's the same in baseball for me, like being a Giants fan, like I, I, I love the Dodger fans because it's like, you got to have that back and forth. That's what I love about sports, you know? And honestly, like, it's kind of like what I love about our conversation tonight, you know, like all of us can come in and bring a different perspective, different memories and different stories that tie into the shoe. And I mean, this is just just like a great example of like being able to talk with people. And, and I hope, you know, like like Ken said, you know, bring some positivity to things and and, you know, elevate these stories because we all like truly, you know, connect with each other based on these stories. So, um but that said, you know, thank you everybody for listening to this episode. Um, make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, wherever else at Sneaker History, and we'll catch everybody next time. Peace. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. 
And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.